It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Best Bets, giving you VSIN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed. Welcome, everyone, to Follow the Money. I'm Sean, second the Money Green with my partner in picks, Ryan Real Money Kramer, presented by DraftKings, sports game and podcast, filling in for Mitch and Polly. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Shout out to Mitch and Polly for helping spread the gospel of Kyle Juszczyk. Yes. Turns out the name of the show, Follow the Money. They had to get they had to get us in here. <laughs> well, Ryan, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to break down how we did on Super Bowl. Some of the some of the wins, maybe some of the losses. Not a ton of losses. Huge win, of course. You, you were pumping it in the uh, Veasan betting guide. I mean, we went to to cash our tickets here at Circa, and the guys were like, "Oh man, wow, this is awesome!" Like the the guys behind the counter responded to you. Uh, you hit you bringing in this Cal use check ticket, walk people through your uh, use check ticket, Ryan. Well, it wasn't just the fact that I hit a bet. It, we were out here for the Super Bowl festivities. Every interview we did, every conversation we had, it was all about me telling other people. Kyle Juszczyk's a great bet for first reception. Uh, yeah, did did the deep dive. I ended up going, uh, I don't know. I would say we're, we're not first touchdown specialists, but we enjoy playing first touchdowns. And when, when we had the opportunity to play the first reception market, dove in. And yeah, what an obvious play. Shout out to the Circa. They were the only place I could find that was dangling a first reception for the team. So got down 24 to 1. Kyle Juszczyk. Really thought there would be a chance that they would try to break some tendencies, maybe uh, run some action to the right. And uh, second play of the game, it happened. Absolutely lost my mind. I'm not. I'm not a uh, irrational, uh, emotional reaction uh, better. But Sean, I will say we were watching this in our home studio in Los Angeles. I think I did two laps around the studio, uh, <laughs> screaming "Use check!" Use check! Te- teaching everyone who doesn't know that it's "Use check," not "Juice check." So, shout out to Kyle. Shout out to his wife. Love her swag. Uh, love everything he does. <laughs> Got a mini helmet signed by him coming uh, coming to commemorate the oh, opportunity. Oh well, yeah, this is. Yeah, uh, we were flying out here to do the show, and and Ryan's like, oh, "I got to get this mini helmet. I got to get this mini helmet. I'm bidding against other people." And I go, "Kramer, who else is going to buy a Super Bowl?" <laughs> 58 helmet autograph by Kyle Juszczyk. If you're a, if you're a Kyle Juszczyk fan, if you're a 49ers fan, the last thing you want is a helmet, a, a Super Bowl 58 helmet. Like, hey, remember that time we lost by three points to the Chiefs? Like, who are you bidding against? I assume I'm a bidding against everyone who had Kyle Juszczyk first reception in the big game. I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure I wasn't the only one to have my life changed thanks to that beautiful play action. A uh, little waggle to the right, Kyle Juszczyk. Nice catch, by the way. Yeah, right. Hit him Great right in hands. the hands. Great hands. Yeah, uh, almost was the first to uh, 20 receiving yards as well. That came up just short. Yeah, I think he had 19. Yeah, kind of, I mean, uh, you know, I. Meanwhile, all I got right was uh, the side, the total, <laughs> the coin toss. Ryan, uh, real square over here, going for tails. Heads, another another winner for heads. Uh, purple Gatorade. I kept telling people. 
Oh, everyone had these conspiracy theories. Oh, the NFL, they already wrote the script. Red versus purple, Ravens 49ers. They completely, they don't know how to read scripts. It was going to be purple Gatorade on the uh, team wearing red. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I think there was controversy there as well because some 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 books may have had verbiage saying it had to happen on the broadcast. Oh, really? it didn't happen on the broadcast. I saw some shops had to had to pay out purple and no Gatorade bath. So potentially a little controversial there. Just like uh, you know when we were talking about it, the gym props, some of these others, where it's like <laughs> who's keeping tabs of this stuff? Well, people were, people were worried about the uh, safety of Andy Reid. Uh, that was another uh, hilarious story. Storyline, uh, uh, the assault on the field. This was the this was this. Oh, there would first ride, first ride. And they're beating him up on the sideline. Then they're dumping Gatorade on him. This poor man's gonna get pneumonia. When did we, Bill Roger Goodell step in and stop the elder abuse of uh, of Andy Reid? Well, the takedown was the best when he took himself down on top of Chris Jones and then couldn't get up. <laughs> I, I mean, shout out to Andy Reid. I mean, again, they all they have to do. Andy Reid. Uh, that's how you know you've arrived. Andy Reid had guys to pick him up off Chris Jones. It was pretty funny. Yeah, no, I mean, shout out to him. Uh, He certainly looked like he was enjoying it. Again, the, the TV broadcast could have mitigated all of this by just simply showing the pump pass and kick video to show everyone. Andy can take take care of himself. He's a large man. Uh, he's He's been a large man for a long time. And yeah, I, I think in general, the Travis Kelsey assaulting Andy <laughs> Reid with billy clubs on the sideline. Uh, look, it's football. He was hyped up. I get it. Football guy. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, watching it, maybe there was a, a, there was an angle where it showed, I think he was, my read of it was like Travis Kelsey got in. If you've ever played ball like myself, you know, Hey, even with the, even with uh, coaches, I mean, I remember our high school football coach would, would whack you with whatever he's got. Uh, And he was probably just, to me, it looked like he was like getting in his face and kind of gave him a little chest bump, not as like a way to hurt him. But I I think Andy Reid was surprised. He was watching the game and he was like, he did one of these. Uh, I don't think he was like, cause he got hit so hard by Kelsey. He was channeling what every fan was watching when we saw Kelsey come off the field repeatedly for Watson and Noah gray around the red zone. And it's like, all right, I get it. Kelsey's not the best player blocker, but what are we doing? I'm sure he felt the same way. He's like, coach, get me in there. Well, yeah. And, and I get it. He's to your point, And we were watching this live and, and there was some Andy Reed moments uh, with play calling with formation stuff that gets lost in the shuffle. When you win the Super Bowl. no one's going to go back and kill him in hindsight, but yo, watching the game at our Super Bowl party, everyone's like third and two. And I'm looking for uh, Travis Kelsey wearing those yellow shoes. Uh, where's Travis Kelsey? Cause one of the other bets we hit again, that got buried under under Ryan's twenty four to one. Travis Kelsey most receiving yards uh, that hit plus three ten here at the Circa. Uh, I, I kept looking for him to see him on the field. There were a couple third downs. He's not out on the field. Like, what are we doing, Andy Reid? Even on third and two, he should be out there every play. Even if you're not drawing the play up for him, he at least draws some coverage. He at least is a distraction to me. Anytime Travis Kelsey came off the field, you're like, what are you doing, well, Andy Reid? And if you want to talk about a, a too cute narrative had the chiefs not gotten the the win at the end of the game there would have been a lot of questions about it why why were we taking kelsey off the field oh yeah in our most critical moments yeah he would have gotten killed uh for that ryan we were we were mentioning kyle use if we do have we're able to play the audio of kyle use on overtime the uh that's the other big story for me coming out of the game is the san francisco 49er players everyone everyone loves the lather of shanahan oh he's one of the smartest coaches in the game and yet all the 49ers players are going out of their way to say hey we didn't know the rules of overtime we didn't know uh it's i i saw some I saw some uh, yeah we can play the audio now it's uh it's uh, pretty good of uh of them of use check weighing in on the overtime you know what I didn't even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime so I I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win but I guess that's not the case um so I don't really I don't totally know the strategy there no no we haven't talked about it no and, and this is one of those moments where as, as a, as a coach, myself, uh, youth sports, uh, 
you can tell the acumen of a coach based on how much they go over the basics, the, the start, stop, play, the mechanics of the rules. And so to not even be aware as a professional athlete, it feel I mean, we're, we're recreational uh, viewers of the sport and we understand the rules. Um, so yeah, I, I guess, uh, someone had a great tweet, um, that, uh, you know, the players finding out the playoff overtime rules, the same time as ice spice, uh, is really funny because she was in the booth looking up, reading the playoff rules. They went over the rules. They put the rules on the jumbotron. Uh, like, what do you mean? You don't know the rules. And there was some controversy. People were, uh, accusing the broadcast team of Nance and Romo and maybe just Romo of not actually knowing the rules you go back and listen to the broadcast he's kind of tiptoeing around what's going to happen so so ryan big debate obviously should they uh should the 49ers have deferred or sorry should the 49ers have elected to uh kick off there i do think it is a big thing whether you know knowing hey what you have to do that second time kyle shanahan in his defense again kind of getting lost in the shuffle here he did say something that i thought at least made some sense he said um, I wanted to have the ball in case it went to a third uh, possession. So if it was like field goal, field goal, or if was, or it was no score, no score, then you immediately, I, I understand wanting to have the possession first when it becomes um, elimination. So I, I, in his defense, I don't know if it's as clear cut, although as soon as you know, the, the 49, the, the chiefs, like once they know, Hey, we have to get a touchdown to win field goal to extend the game. It, it is. It does kind of give you that little swagger. Uh, I mean, it reminded me of the Eagles, uh, bills overtime game. One of the last, uh, Eagles wins of the season, but, uh, it, it was one of those things where it's like, as soon as you know what you have to give, I think it kind of of motivates energizes your team i do think like from a mathematical standpoint getting the ball taking the ball is correct i think the mistake was simply not playing aggressively the chiefs yeah. were like the second team is always going to play more aggressively so the idea that you're playing with three downs versus four i mean that's essentially the breakdown of the game down there in the red zone at the end I think Shanahan just had to play it more aggressively. He played in overtime to, to not lose, not to win the game. And that to me was the difference regardless of who started with the ball. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he, I should he have gone for it on that fourth down? Yeah. Yeah. I think we I, were watching it. We knew the second they kicked that <laughs> field goal, the game was over. I know. I, I kept saying uh, it was inevitable. And as someone who has had the chiefs uh, plus one and a half plus two money line, money line parlay with 47 and a half and the under, I, I felt so calm. I mean, I was, there was a little nerves, but for the most part, I was just feeling Zen knowing, Hey, my money was on Patrick Mahomes, Ryan, uh, 2023 NFL season officially wrapped. Become a VEASAN pro subscriber to get access to daily sports betting articles, betting tools, power rankings, and picks sent to your inbox every day. Head to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. You haven't checked it out already? Oh, look at that. Patrick Mahomes at Disneyland. Nice. Not that, that's not what I'm talking about. VSIN.com. We've got a new, pretty website, fresh new look, enhanced navigation, NFL in the rear view, but. Still got plenty of gambling insight for you. College, basketball, NBA best bets from Jonathan Von Tobel and always some NFL content as well from Adam Burke. So check it out, vcin.com, new and improved. Alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Tim Murray. You know, I give Patrick Mahomes some credit. I would think after last night, I'd be doing this interview with some sunglasses on. Uh, but, he's been uh, there, done that, though. But uh, yeah, he, he knows. He knows how to... He knows how to mask it as he's got uh, the Magic Kingdom uh, in the background there. So, uh, you know, third time around for Patrick Mahomes bringing the kiddos to uh, to Disneyland. And, well, some people, uh, they listened to a lot of the experts on VSIN last night or uh, all week long. Had a little extra cash in their pocket. Maybe they bring the family pritch to, uh, to Disneyland. Not so much for me. We're going to the dollar menu tonight after uh, after this past week. But let's bring in Eric Eager, who was hanging out with us in studio last week, which was awesome to see E in person. He and his boss, Thomas Dimitrov, as well. So always, uh, always great there. E, inside that chest of yours, it's a heart that pumps red for both your blood and those Kansas City Chiefs. So Third time's a charm uh, yet again for Patrick Mahomes. You know, obviously a lot of the discussion is is regarding, hey, where is Andy Reid now amongst the greats of all time, Patrick Mahomes, et cetera. But looking ahead and the roster construction, is this Chiefs team, I don't want to say just getting started, but is it fair to say they're not going anywhere? Yeah, I would say that when you look at a team that traded Tyree Kill, probably the best wide receiver in all of football, uh, they let Orlando Brown walk. They played the long game with Chris Jones, kind of they held the line with him. Um, I don't think it was a team that was desperate to win the last two Super Bowls, and they won them anyway. Uh, about $25 million in cap space coming up. Uh, they have a, a decent amount of room where they can maneuver things as far as Mahomes' contract, uh, Joe Tooney's contract, Kelsey's contract. Uh, I think that they're just getting started. They drafted eight starters on their defense in the last three drafts, six in the 2022 draft, the draft where they got five picks for Tyree Kill. Um, that defense was the real reason that they were even in that game, 63 points combined the, the entire playoffs. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes took them home. Uh, I think that this is a team that is built to last. I don't necessarily know if if it's a lock that they're going to win multiple Super Bowls after this, but I would just say they weren't necessarily building their roster to win the Super Bowl th these last two years, despite the fact that they did. Contrast that with San Francisco, who's over the cap now going into the 2024 offseason, uh, has a bunch of players kind of on big deals already. I, I think that this was their game to win, and I think for them, they probably feel a little bit of regret that they didn't get home. Yeah, you know, Eric, uh, I think we might have seen San Francisco's best shot, even though I think, you know, their roster is loaded. And, and 
they just got to tweak it a little bit. But on the other side with Kansas City, um, they have the blueprint, you know, and, and I think as a better, just understand that they have the blueprint. Uh, Andy Reid, even when he was in Philly, had the blueprint. He understood that certainly when he was in Green Bay uh, as an assistant. Uh, the difference is in, in terms of what's going on in the success is not Donovan McNabb. It's not Alex Smith. It's, it's this guy, Patrick Mahomes, that is just incredible. And so if you have that blueprint, like why would you fight it? I guess if you're a better out there. Well, I think the reason you fight it, and this is so crazy that this is such a good question because the Patriots in, under the Brady Belichick regime, they were covering the number no matter what week of the year it was week one, week two, week three, you know, wherever you were in the regular season or postseason, they were outperforming models. If you were betting against the Patriots during their dynasty, you were losing money. The Chiefs contrast that uh, from the middle of 2020. So the middle of their, their second out of uh, uh, five or four, sorry, I'm sorry, Super Bowl appearances, they've been well under 500 against the spread, especially against the regular season. And so the, the hard part about them is they're truly like LeBron Cavs, like in the sense of mm-hmm. they turn it on in the playoffs and almost underperform in the regular season. So then when you get to the postseason, you know, this year they were three times an underdog on the road in the postseason. Last year they were an underdog uh in the super bowl against the eagles they were an underdog to the open against cincinnati the afc championship game they closed favorites once mahomes was was the starter but it's it's a weird calculus because it's not like it's they're not the same team in the regular season they do kind of underperform uh in weeks one through 18 but in the postseason it just seems like patrick Mahomes is at another gear going 15 and three uh in his first 18 starts and, you know, and doing such a good job as an underdog, which they never are in the regular season. Uh, and so when they get to the postseason, it's just different expectations and you get a different Patrick Mahomes. Eric Eager, Sumer Sports, joining us here on Prime Primetime. He is, does great content over there. Thomas Dimitrov, former Atlanta Falcons GM, is uh, is the, the head honcho there. He joined us in studio uh, last week, which was a lot of fun. So let's flip over to the other sideline. And, and I'm curious your take on Kyle Shanahan. He's only 44 years old, and now he's been to his second Super Bowl as a head coach. If you include his time as the offensive coordinator under uh, Thomas Dimitrov's reign there in Atlanta, it was his third time. And Thomas Dimitrov said to us in studio when I asked him point blank, "Do does Kyle Shanahan get this one?" He looked at me and he said, "He better." And of course, he did not. So, where are you on Kyle Shanahan? Because I know the hot takes are flying out. You know, he can't win the big one, so on and so forth. But he could look across the sideline, and you could almost say something similarly to Andy about Andy Reid when he was in Philadelphia. Ah, can't win the big one. He gets to Kansas City, and now he's won three. Yeah, and even within Kansas City, he got that great quarterback, yeah. and that was when he started to win. He was kind of a, a really good coach from a, a results perspective with McNabb, as Mike said, and with uh, Alex Smith, but it just it, you take it over the top. And the Niners wanted this, right? They, they traded up to the third pick in 2021 to take Trey Lance. That was the blueprint. They, they did that because Patrick Mahomes came down from 10 behind in 2019. And other than these two playoff games the preceding this one, their quarterbacks have been unable to do that. I think that this might be a situation where, you know, you've seen some of the greats. Tony Dungy had to go to Indianapolis after Tampa Bay. Uh, John Gruden had to go to Tampa Bay after Oakland. Uh, Andy Reid had to go to Kansas City after Philadelphia, to your point. Don Shula, although he was successful in in Baltimore, went to uh, uh, the Miami Dolphins to have his ultimate success. Oftentimes, these coaches both their teams and them need a change of scenery. I think it'd be bonkers if the 49ers moved on from him, but I think you have to start asking the question. And and a lot of times you, you think about that Tampa Bay team that John Gruden took to the Super Bowl in 2002. It was an aging, older roster with a bunch of players who needed to win. And sometimes the messaging gets stale. It wasn't that Gruden was a better coach than Dungy. I think far from it, as as the evidence would suggest. It was just a different message that hit at the right time. And I think if the Niners were ever to make a change, the guy that comes in for Shanahan, it's not a better coach than Kyle in all likelihood. But the message might be different. And to a lot of the things that were said, you know, for example, a lot of the Niners players didn't even know what the overtime rules were. Is his message getting more stale? 
that that's kind of the question I have, because again, he's a 10 out of 10 in so many different ways. But in this NFL, as Mike could tell you, like as a player, it's more complicated than just playing with the best schemer. You have to have motivation scheme. You have to have a message be fresh. And again, it's hard to argue with with Shanahan's results eight and two in the playoffs outside the Super Bowl, which is the best of all time of, of a guy who's never won a Super Bowl. But does that message get stale uh, if if they continue to get to the doorstep without actually winning the thing? Yeah, Erica, you know, it's fa- fascinating because Mike, uh, Mike, his dad is the same way. Like he lost Super Bowls with Elway as an assistant coach. Right. Uh, and it goes to San Francisco, comes back. OK, with Elway, I can win back to back Super Bowls. Do you think looking at next year that the 49ers will go out and still try to find that type of quarterback or, or will they stick with Brock Purdy and see if they can get the job done that way? Well, it's so hard because they have five non-quarterbacks that are making over 20 million against the cap, another three or four guys making in that 15 to 20 range, and then Purdy's making under a million. It's going to be really hard for them to acquire a veteran quarterback that's going to give them more than what Purdy's given them without getting rid of the roster that has made them so good. Trent Williams, you know, Debo, Brandon Ayuk is on the final year of his contract. So I I just don't, I think that Purdy is their quarterback. at least for the next year, just because of how the finances are. And that's really, I guess, I guess where, why yesterday's game was so important for them, which, which is their roster's aging. They don't have a ton of resources to kind of turn it over. And so they're in kind of the sticky wicket where they need to, they need to make some changes, but I don't know if the changes that they're going to make are going to make them better. At Eric Eager underscore Sumer Sports. Make sure you give them a follow wherever you get your content. And before we know it, E, we're breaking down the NFL draft. So we will be talking to you, no doubt, in the near future. Can't wait. Take care, guys. There he is. Eric Eager. Great stuff from him. And uh, I still, and it only happened a week ago, but Thomas Dimitrov looked at me and goes, he better. (laughs) He didn't get there. VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, you've got a computer and a mobile phone. Go into the browser of choice and type in vsin.com, V-S-I-N.com. You're going to see a fresh new look. You're going to get enhanced navigation, a mobile first focus if you are on that cell phone of yours. The functionality is better. The site works better. You go in, you can get some educational content if you were kind of dipping your toe in here to this sports betting stuff. Of course, all of the other nooks and crannies of the site are still there that you love from the previous version. Go in, vsin.com, V-S-I-N, and check out everything the team worked so hard to bring to you here behind the scenes. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin coming to you here on a numbers game in for Gill. Well, well-deserved vacation for my friend, and he will be back here with you in a couple weeks. So going to be with you till the end of the week. And Kelly, we talked about as we were kind of heading out here on just the, the amount of popularity, not only of this Super Bowl, but how much it was bet here in the state of Nevada as well. And again, the books win again. The books have had two losing years ever in um in in, in <laughs> on the Super Bowl and so this will continue to get you know keep on with Man, that if, with that winning and if you don't win or lose on a year like this wow like you went yeah. to overtime Chiefs get home all that yeah. good stuff Mahomes MVP like wow yeah that is pretty wild I do want to ask you about the mm. handle with it with because game was here mm. we, we saw record handle here but where Nevada's coming in these days, what, like 10th in the country as far as overall, uh, you know, overall handle for sports betting. Do you viewership? You always you should always expect to continue to increase when you talk about the Super Bowl betting handle here in Nevada. How do you see that going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's so it's always going to be, though, an event place. That's the difference between the, the like the tent pole events are always going to pull here. So even though you can bet in Arizona and Colorado and all these other places that are bordering us. What you can't do is kind of what we were talking about is why Las Vegas is so great for the Super Bowl and to host it in the first place, which is what you can't do is just walk up and down the strip and walk into, you know, 
20 different five diamond restaurants and three different nightclubs and all of the different shows and all that. So like the Super Bowl, March Madness, all those like those big time sporting events are always going to draw here in Vegas. So it didn't surprise me to see the handle tick up a little bit. I actually think it's a win just in general whenever you look at it, because I think the event, me personally, that the event here doesn't necessarily affect materially the amount of money bet here on the Super Bowl because, like I said, it's always a destination for the Super Bowl no matter what. And you could make an argument that the fans that are coming here for the Chiefs and the fans that are coming here for the Niners are coming here because they're fans, not because they're gamblers, right? So, right. like, like you could almost make a counter-argument that the game being here should almost negatively affect mm. the yeah. betting handle because the people who are influxing when the game is not here are people who are interested in staying at a casino and having that experience of watching the Super Bowl in a gaming environment and most likely going to go gamble. We had a lot of people who were just fans of the team. Yeah, you had a lot came. of people eat, eat, chewing up hotel yeah, rooms yeah. that are just here to literally that, watch. Yeah, like yeah. There, are, there are people who are just fans of the teams that came and That's wanted to just be a part of, of all the hoopla around their team. If they didn't, even if they didn't go to the game in general, I talked to several different people, and this is anecdotally for me, but I talked to several different people who were just here to, wa- to watch the game. Yeah, like just yeah. They just wanted to be in the mix, right? And they're like, well, what better place to be in the mix, even if I can't go to the game, than Las Vegas, you know. So, I I think yeah, it's it, I think anything is a is a win for sure. And like you said, the fact that there were that there was actually a a profit made is pretty big too, because like you said, I mean this it's went wild. with with you know the overtime game getting so many of the props home, which we know would have been so good for them if some of those didn't get home with Mahomes winning MVP, which he was heading right down a path to not, and all that. Yeah, it's it's it just lets you know. I mean, you, that's why they open up these menus as big as they do. It's why they take as many as the of the bets as they do because if you spread it out enough, there will be enough there will be enough bet to where they're going to be on the on the good side of it. And it's just uh, it really is shocking to me though to see. Again, a tick up considering we do have all these bordering states and now 30 plus states where you can actually bet legally. You don't have to come here to do it. You don't have to come here to do it anymore. So let's take a look here at the AFC. Of course, the Chiefs do win the Super Bowl. And we want to know, like, you know, they're your favorite to repeat. And is that rightfully so? Listen, there are two very big free agents on that defense. We know that defense was what kind of kept them going all season long, as you can see on your screen right here, to win the AFC 4-1 to one are the Chiefs. 475 on the Bills, 475 on the Ravens, 7-1 to one on Cincinnati, 9.5 on the Miami Dolphins, 12-1 to one on the Texans, 13 on the Chargers, Jets at 14 Jags at 17 and then the Browns at 20 kind of make up the ones that I think you would realistically maybe want to put a ticket in on. You look at the Chiefs, Chris Jones, Jerry Sneed, both going to be free agents. They're going to, if they can't work out a deal with Sneed, they'll they'll tag him. So Sneed's not going to go anywhere. Sneed will at least be there for another season. But Chris Jones, in theory, could walk. He held out. He got that money. He's going to want more money. They were hesitant to pay him the money the first time. And now, I mean, he's probably going to want upper 20s, maybe even pushing 30. The problem is is he's on the wrong side of 30 now at this point. So the Chiefs, I don't know. I mean, we saw with Tyreek Hill, right? It came There was a threshold of money they were willing to pay Tyreek Hill, and then when it became too much, they had to get rid of him. That's just how this organization functions. I don't know if given the fact that I think they're going to want to hold on to Snead, even if they have to tag him, they'll probably want to sign him to a deal. And so then you kind of go, can we afford to pay Chris Jones $28 million a year, $29 million a year? This is a guy that has a does a ton on the defensive line, ton, ton on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not saying that that makes them not the favorite. I, I wouldn't say, but what I will say is it, it is a huge, huge loss in something that would certainly at least play into your handicap if you're trying to figure out what you're going to get from the Chiefs next year, who relied so heavily on this defense. Yeah, they really did. I, and it's, uh, it really is. It's a different conversation this year with that, with, with, with all that going on. And like you said, I think the, the Tyreek thing is big. It does carry over here. Like that is going to be a big number that you're going to, you're going to have to give out to uh, Chris Jones. I don't, I don't know if they're going to do it. It's going to be interesting to see this run, run this back. I mean, I, I think you would expect the weapons, no matter what moves they make, you know, whether it's in the draft, free agency, whatever, I think you would expect a little bit better of an, uh, you know, offensive weapons around Patrick Mahomes next year. But man, this, I mean, you just saw it. Th- having Patrick Mahomes in a defense this good, 
was good enough to yeah. get you to a Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl. So I, it's going to be interesting to see how, how they make these, those decisions on the defensive side of the ball. Can't imagine Snead going anywhere. No. I'm with you on that one. Like he is, he is too good. They'll now. franchise good. him. Yeah, they'll franchise him if. if yeah, they'll, they'll franchise him even if they can get a long term deal worked out, and then they'll just kick the can down the road and try to get it done. I imagine after that. Yeah, I mean, every, the consensus is is that the Chiefs are going to be in the wide receiver market. The thing just comes down to there are several teams that need a a playmaker and need yeah. a wide receiver and the top few guys are going to be getting a ton of offers and they're going to be getting a ton of money and it's like so is are the Chiefs willing to come in and spend the type of money that it might take to get a T Higgins or a Mike Evans or something like that because you know a Michael Pittman even because it seems like maybe the Colts are willing to move on from him if they can get one of these other guys you know so it's like there, there's all of that that's going on uh, you know with that the Bills need a playmaker for sure you yeah, look okay. outside of Steph Diggs so you have a Bills team who who, by the way, is again second in this in the betting odds right now, plus four seventy five. But they need a playmaker at wide receiver. You get the Ravens, and like it's just that team where you look at them and you say, like, they're probably going to go and win another 11, 12 games in the regular season and let us down in the playoffs again. Like I don't. There's something about the makeup of them that I just don't. I mean, you could argue they would want to. I mean, they went and paid Odell because they thought they needed a playmaker at wide receiver. Odell's going to walk. And so do they go and try to be aggressive? So there's that you get burrow back for Cincinnati that plays into everything. I mean, there's just a lot going on over there in the AFC. It's going to be tough. And no, Oh, by the way, Harbaugh with it now with the chargers. So he's over there. Aaron Rodgers returns for the jets. The Texans made a ton of leaps and strides this year. I mean, it's going to be, I don't, it's going to be hard for the Chiefs to repeat. I, I think that they're probably the rightfully right rightful favorite here, but I think it's going to be very difficult for them to repeat. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, just looking at the AFC, it does feel like, feels like a couple teams are being forgotten a little bit. Like, you know, hey, Joe Burrow is going to be returning. You got Bengals at 7-1 to one compared to, you know, that bunch at 4-1, four, four, four to one, plus 400, four, plus 475 for Chiefs and then Bills and Ravens. Feels like a little bit of a too big of a gap to me between Bills and Ravens down to uh, down to the Bengals. And then, I, I mean, I wasn't crazy high on this team last year, but where these numbers have drifted to like the Jets number and like that's getting pretty long yeah, for 14 to one on them to win the AFC. Yeah. I mean, you're talking 14 to one there. You're in the twenties for the, for a Super Bowl price on them. I mean, Rogers is going to be coming back here. That team, I mean, that AFC East is going to be brutal, obviously with the bills and dolphins. I don't expect the dolphins to take a huge step backwards by any means, but I, that Jets team's get, should be right there too. So I, it's going to be, Really interesting to see how this all this plays out next year. Steelers dump Trubisky. They say they're going to be open quarterback like market. Do they go after a Justin Fields or do they do a retread with kind of like Ryan Tannehill who played for Art Smith? And so you would have that kind of reuniting thing going on there. Art Smith, of course, the new OC over with the Steelers, the the Dolphins defense, which kind of became a liability. Vic Fangio leaves. So now they bring in Anthony Weaver, who came over serving the defensive line coach for the Ravens. So does that affect the Ravens defense? I mean, there's a lot here in, in all these chess pieces. I'm with you. I think if you look at the most attractive bet on there, maybe just because the numbers drifted a little bit because out of sight, out of mind, Cincinnati at seven to one, you're, you're getting back one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you get back one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, pretty good situation to be in for them. So 7-1 is fairly interesting on that team. I'm not quite there on the Chargers just yet. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit five bucks and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back, everyone, to Follow the Money. I'm Sean, a second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan Real Money Kramer, sports gambling podcast, filling in for Mitch and Paulie. Kramer, how are we doing? I'm so serious. Being so serious. That's what we're doing. We're here being sharps. Yes. Handicapping games, giving out winners. Yes. Shout out to all the new fans. Uh, hit us up at Gambling Podcast. I know we're not Mitch and Paul. But yeah, give us a chance. I think you're going to have fun. Speaking of fun, this guy always enjoy having him on the show. You know him from the Bottom Line Bombs Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Mr. CJ Sullivan. CJ, how are we doing? Good fellas. Great to see Sean and that guy Kramer. Yes. Here on the show. I hit up uh, I, I hit up CJ. I say, hey, I know it's a little early, fellow West Coaster. Can you call in at 545? He said, sure thing. No worries. I got a paper route uh, already. Yeah. So you you got a I got a paper route and a church donation I went to <laughs> earlier this morning. I do have to warn you, there are no props before sunrise. That is a rule I go by though. Yes. Oh, wow. No, no props uh, before sunrise. Uh, t- I thought it'd be fun to have CJ on talk a little, uh, little NBA, a little association. I mean, crazy ending uh, in that Knicks Rockets game uh, with that, basically a horrible call. And then the, the ref even admitted that he made the bad call. Rare. Do you see that in the NBA where the officials like, Hey, my bad boy. <laughs> it was amazing. And then once the re- replay happens, all that, like, I mean, it was a crime. What happened to the Knicks? Not that I care about the Knicks, but that was an absolute crime. But like, <laughs> once I went to the replay and the challenge, I still don't know what the challenge rule kind of is. Yeah. NBA, but I, but I was positive that Thibodeau did not have a challenge left. Whatever it was, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> He's he like knows Andy Reid. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But like, there's no way he knows the system either. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's just hilarious when are like, yeah, no, nah, that wasn't a foul, but we we can't change that. But we can say there was 0.3 seconds left. We can say that. After. Is there anything more annoying in uh, it, with the NBA with the NFL where it's like, all right, we have clear video evidence that the play right. was wrong, but actually we're not allowed to look at that part of the play. It's like, <laughs> then why do we have this uh, system? Right. Well, 
Um, well. If you can't, it's like bl at least blur it out. Like put some pixelation over the screen if we're not allowed to discuss <laughs> that part of the play. Yeah, too much That's transparency, right? Yes. Sometimes you don't need all the transparency. A little bit less transparency keeps people on uh, off edge. Uh, can't offend the can't offend the refs. Well, we can't can't change that because that'll offend their call. But, yes. we can just do, but we can alter time. Don't want to be don't want to be mean to the refs. Uh, right. CJ NBA yeah. tonight. What is uh what is jumping out of you as far as a couple plays? What do you like? Couple plays. Here's one I normally would not play, and that's the Bucks laying eight to Miami. Hmm. Um, normally I would uh, fade Milwaukee here because they the market reacted right back to them. Uh, playing great as they uh, crushed Denver last night, but this is more of a fade of Miami heat. The Miami heat are limping into the all-star break. They need to get there tonight. They're going to be without Jimmy Butler, no Rozier, no Josh Richardson. Duncan Robinson might not play Butler's out for personal reasons, which is much more terrifying than an injury. Um, <laughs> yes. Who knows? Who knows uh, <laughs> right. what's going on there? <laughs> I know. So he's going to, you know, he's going to come back with a vengeance, but also, and then he got last year's revenge as well too, with the playoff exit. When Giannis said, there's no such thing. Thing is failure, just lessons. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, that's things we tell kids, but we don't actually believe that. Yadis. Yeah. Tell my, is. tell my, tell my bucks to win the East ticket. There's no such thing as failure. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Yadis? I, I told my bookie that there's no such thing as failure. I want to, I want to learn. We both learn a learned a lesson here. <laughs> don't extend me a line of credit. So I also think, um, Milwaukee knows they need to string some things together. And with, especially with doc rivers, he's just, he's just trying to get the right assignments. Now I can't wait to fade doc in the playoffs, but now I think, I think they'll roll tonight and uh, just get beat up a lipping heat. Yeah, no, it's weird. The heat, um, th they're such a tough regular season team to handicap because mm -hmm. you know, they, they realize, Hey, we can just kind of flip the switch in the playoffs. Uh, but normally you'd be able to rely on them showing up against other good teams in the Eastern conference as dogs, but they haven't even been able to do that this year. Uh, they've been kind of disaster. Yeah. I, yeah I, I think I'm with you on the bucks here and certainly a confidence win uh, against the nuggets. They're staying at home. So you like the bucks laying minus eight there. What else, uh, what else do you like on the card here? Now there's a couple, there's a couple gross ones out there that I like. And uh, one is uh, Detroit Pistons. Ooh. They are on fire. They're getting, I think it was 11 and a half. I got it last night at, uh, at the LA Lake show. Now the it's down to 11. I like that, but um, the Lakers are coming off that Super Bowl hangover. We saw the Clippers last night with it. LeBron was at the Super Bowl. Now the Pistons have been in LA. They played Super Bowl Sunday. They, they, they played the Clippers pretty tough. They almost won that outright, but they've covered six of the last seven games. These Pistons. So a lot of teams like you like then the lines be inflated once they traded their own good players with Bovanovich and uh, Barnes. But they're these guys are playing for their jobs. They got real problems out there, you know. <laughs> they, they got you know they got baby mom problems. They got job problems. You know they're they're working on ten day after ten days. I like the what they're I like I like the way they're, they're they've been playing and like they've been they've been covering easily. They I mean they had a couple outright wins. They beat the yeah. Thunder a couple of weeks a week ago. Uh, then they're pretty injury free. No, no Isaiah Stewart, which is a good thing. Cause you don't want to scare LeBron. You don't want to get him all riled up because <laughs> he gets uh, worked up. But I think this is a, this is a lofty number for a Pistons team. That's been pretty competitive. Any chance, uh, any chance we even sprinkle on the Pistons money line? Cause I like oh. your angle here of, uh, of taking the Pistons and the points plus 400 on the money line for a Lakers team that not afraid to lay down, not afraid to, <laughs> to blow a meaningless regular season game. You know, uh, to your point, LeBron probably still feeling those red wines from the super bowl. I, I think, I think the Pistons might be a live dog Kramer. Absolutely. Oh, it, it's contrarian play one on one, right? Uh, you just, I, so my, my take in general, when it comes to the NBA, a little bit more of a TMZ guy, but, uh, when you see LeBron and any sort of, and I also saw some, some, some Davis, uh, stuff where it's, it, are they interested? Like you yeah. said, the hangover is real. I think the NBA hangover is more real than, than, uh, than, uh, than most when it comes to party weekends. And then you have a party weekend coming up. 
And so you have a real sandwich spot for the NBA here. You <laughs> go Super Bowl to All Star well, Weekend. Well, and Valentine's Day. You know those guys are true romantics. <laughs> and Taco oh, they're Tuesday. They're going to be out there. And Taco <laughs> Tuesday. This is a tough week for LeBron. We got the Super Bowl, Taco Tuesday, wow. Valentine's Day, and a look ahead to the All Star break. There's no I way he's think, taking this I game know. seriously. And as someone who's watched the Super Bowl in LA, there's not a lot of crazy parties the Pistons could get into. It was probably Cade right. Cunningham having a couple Bud Lights at a Marriott. Like, I don't think they were going nuts for the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Where are they going to Dave and Buster's on Hollywood Boulevard? For <laughs> yeah, the, where uh, where the are they going screen? crazy for the Super Bowl? <laughs> but I like that angle, Kramer, the look ahead party too. The, yeah. the, the party sandwich. And then is this a part, a look ahead party spot? <laughs> the NBA, the social scene more matters more than oh, uh, most it's, leagues. It's and part so of it. you know, you're organizing your, your soiree for the big event. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, all-star weekend. We, we always hear about the Super Bowl parties and then everyone in the NBA circle circles say that the NBA all-star weekend is just like that, but for NBA. So imagine that imagine just two hard party weekends in a row. I can't uh, imagine. How, how do these, how do these athletes do it? I'm predicting IVs. CJ, <laughs> <laughs> CJ what's another uh, play you like in the association? Uh, well, another gross one. This line wasn't even out yet, but I saw a look ahead of eight and a half uh, because Minnesota was doing what they were doing last night. And that was uh, running the Clippers out of the building. Uh, they go up to Portland tonight. Um, and I'm going to fade Minnesota because that was a big game. That was for the division first place. They got a back to back to going up to Portland and Portland's another team has been playing tough recently. So eight and a half at home. Um, they're a team that's not looking ahead to the all-star week. This is their all-star week. They're going nowhere. They're not sending anyone to Indianapolis and they're <laughs> fine with that. So they're going to be back. So back to back on a, I, I think this is a spot where I'll take the points in the Minnesota, Minnesota in a, a complete, complete letdown spot. And um, even though they are, absolutely one of the great teams you want to oh, uh, tail this season. They're surprising everyone. I, I don't think they're mature enough for this, but I mean, Portland's bad. I don't think they're this bad. Yeah, no, I, I, I think Portland as a home dog is the only time I'm looking to back them and mm-hmm. tough spot here for the T wolves, big win. Then you fly up to Portland, the back to back with the travel in there eight and a half. You're right. It probably is. It's probably getting a hair high Kramer. How say you? Well, I'm, you, know, you look at the bets. I mean, 59% of the bets, but 75% of the action, according to VEASAN.com uh, tells you everything you do. I mean, we were just talking to Josh. Follow the money, right? Yes, we're on, exactly. we're on a show we are on follow, follow the, the money. money. Following the money. It seems like Trailblazers are the play here as a home dog. Yeah, plus eight and a half in Portland feels like a good spot. And to, to me, I'm with you, CJ. It's more about the fade in the T Wolves here on the road in the back to back spot with the travel. Uh, CJ, appreciate you calling in. Go get back out there. Throw, get rid of, uh, make sure you get all the papers uh, delivered. Next, next week is catalog week. That's a killer on the back. <laughs> and then you got. And then you got collection week. You got to shake people down for their money uh, for your paper route. Make sure you follow CJ Sullivan on X at CJ Sullivan underscore and check him out on the bottom line bombs podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.